This is Winning with ADHD, a podcast for parents to empower students. Build up your ADHD teens so that they recognize their own talents, creativity, and uniqueness. Get tips and tricks to help overcome executive functioning challenges. Listen to stories and experiences of what worked and what did not. Together, let's find ways to build your child's self-esteem and start winning with ADHD. And now, here's your host, Heather Walker. Hey there, welcome to the Winning with ADHD podcast. I'm Heather Walker, and today I want to share with you a framework that we have used to win with ADHD. This framework has three main sections to it. The first one is our mindset. Our mindset is such a powerful tool, and it will be right on whatever it tells us. So if we show up in a situation and we say that math has been hard for us, I am not good at math. I am going to fail at math. Guess what? That's exactly what you're going to find. And I tell my kids these things all the time about what you look for is what you will find. So if you look for positivity or kindness, you will find it. But if you look for negativity or if you are looking for, um, you know, failure, you will find that as well. Our brains are so incredibly powerful. My one daughter has anxiety and her, her brain tells her things for her to worry about. And when that happens, it is so strong that it causes her stomach to hurt and for her to have acid reflux. That is how powerful our brain is, is that it can cause physical reactions to how we are about what we are thinking, even though it's not real, but it's perceived. So our mindset is the first key factor in us being able to start to stack wins and be able to be successful in school. So the first thing that we did last year was we started to notice our mindset. We went through and we said, well, what are the things that we're confident about? What is it that we are unsure about, maybe apprehensive about, given that we have a brand new school year and the previous year did not go well? I think it's important to notice exactly how we're feeling. Um, Sometimes those with ADHD have a hard time sharing their feelings in words. Um, I know that Emily can do a better job representing it um, maybe with uh, sounds rather than words. But whatever way that looks like, being able to acknowledge those feelings of, I don't feel confident in math, or I... um, don't feel like I can get things turned in because history tells me that I'm not good at those things. And so noticing that and acknowledging it is really important. Maybe just a little bit. If we go too far, like we don't want to like really cause ourselves to like feel really bad about ourselves, but as a, as a high overview acknowledgement of that. And then the next step would be to create a positive mindset or maybe a growth mindset is what a lot of people say today. Ways that we can do that is, especially as parents, is we can talk about different times that our kids have been successful. Um, Those with ADHD oftentimes have a hard time remembering and acknowledging and being able to recall different times where they have won at something. 
So as a parent, if we can help bring those situations to um, the front of their memory and remind them of how they felt and also ask them what they did to help them be successful in that situation, um, that's a great way to work through it. I know that the first time I did that with Emily, she really struggled to answer me. But after we had been through this program for um, 10 weeks is the amount of time that it took us to see a major turnaround in how she was feeling about how she showed up for school and what the results were looking like in regards to how many missing assignments she had, what her grades were in class, and, and overall how she felt about what she was doing. Once we kind of went through this a little bit, she was able to respond with answers to those. So when we had this kind of reflective conversation about the first quarter of her school last year, she was able to come back and say, you know what, I'm most proud about how I showed up in math because I worked really hard. And I said, well, what happened differently? And she said, I started taking notes. And so she was able to identify what she did differently than what she had done in the past. And she was able to see how that, that had positively impacted how her grade looked and how she felt about how she showed up. I already talked about this a little bit, but the power of our mindset is, is a huge part of um, how we show up in everything. I talked about my daughter who has anxiety, but in general, if we're feeding ourselves negative thoughts and we're not reminding ourselves of where we've been successful, or um, maybe even just um, hyping ourselves up, that the, the brain will um, cause us to go whatever path that it is focused on. So as parents, it's really important for us to constantly feed positive um, phrases as to things that are being done. Now, an area where this would be great is that sometimes Emily can show up and she has a fabulous day. Today is an example of that. She has shown up, she has been focused, she hasn't required a lot of prompting, and she's taken initiative on her own. That is an example of a really great day for her. And other days she will show up and she requires a lot of prompting and a lot of um, external um, words to help keep her going, get her focus, motivation, I guess you could say in words, um, you know, other tactics to be able to help her get started on things, maybe helping her reprioritize things like that. So as a parent, that's a way that we can show up to help encourage the mindset that she has to be able to keep going or that your child has to keep going or doing something hard. Um, as parents, we also need to focus on that mindset because sometimes we start to feel a little bit hopeless or this is never going to work or I have to keep doing this or I shouldn't have to do this. Um, so as parents, we need to focus on a positive mindset for ourselves as well. Um, the next section of this framework is action. Now, action can be something that's really hard for those with ADHD. Being, um, you know, taking initiative to start an action can be really hard, especially if you're going from a place of, I am laying down, not doing anything, um, whether I'm playing video games or playing on my phone or watching TV, that's going to be a really hard place to get somebody to go 
from to being productive, especially on something that they want to, they don't want to do, like maybe the dishes or mowing the yard, or maybe it's doing US Gov for school, right? That's going to be a really hard transition. And so we need to remember that as we're working with our kids and knowing that that transition time can be really hard to stop one thing that they're doing and start another. And it's especially hard when you are being very laid back and um, doing kind of what you want to something that you don't want to do. Now, reactivity is a a positive trait that ADHD kids have, and that is that they respond to um, new things coming at them very well. And oftentimes that's looked at as a negative trait, but let me tell you how it's a positive trait. Because we know that about those with ADHD, we can take advantage of that characteristic and use that reactivity to get them moving in the direction that, that we want. The other thing that we can take away from knowing this about those with ADHD is that we know that it takes a lot to get them moving from the couch to say the kitchen table to work on homework. That means that we need to take advantage of the perfect time to capture information from them or get them to take the next step or use that trigger to be able to keep moving forward. So let me give an example. When you are at school and they are in class and the teacher is wrapping up the class for the day and says, you have English worksheet 3.2 that's due next week. At that point, that is the perfect time for that student to be able to get that information. However, those that are with ADHD tend to not be proactive. And so what would a proactive student look like? A proactive student would get their planner out or their notebook out and they would write it down. And then when they got home, they would open it up and they'd take a look at it and they would get started on it. But those with ADHD quickly get distracted by other kids in the classroom, the bell ringing, it getting loud out in the hallway, all of those kinds of things. And so what we wanna do is we wanna catch them just at that right moment. So from a school standpoint, that would be when we could maybe say text them and say, what is your assignment? At that point, they could just respond, right, through text. It's through an avenue that they prefer, more likely than writing it down. They also don't have to keep track of a planner, which they tend to struggle with. And when they get home, it would populate in their disrupted ADHD, for example. Another way that you could do this would be to um, take advantage of the of when they just get home from school and before they are relaxing and talking about what does the schedule look like that day. So if you know that um, they're going to want to take a 30 minute break, which is highly recommended, by the way, just remind them that when this timer goes off we're going to get up and get a snack. So moving from the couch to getting a snack is a small step from just laying on the couch to sitting up and eating a snack. Then maybe we would move to, hey, let's practice the piano because you really enjoy that to then maybe coming back and working on some homework assignments. So you can see that those are just small little movements to get them moving to be able to start working on some other things. The next thing that 
we want to talk about is um, creating those notifications. So I've talked about disrupted HD. I've talked about timers. We can use music. We can use Alexa. We can um, use external prompts from our mouth. Um, sometimes that can be pretty deflating for a parent. So utilizing some of these other methods helps you to not be the nag as the parent, but rather be the cheerleader. The next area in this framework is consistency. And I would say as a parent, this is probably one of the hardest parts because you're working with somebody who has ADHD as well. But us as humans tend to struggle with consistency across the board. Like whether you have ADHD or not, being consistent is something that is incredibly difficult for just about everybody. So I think the common phrase is, is it takes 21 days to create a habit. That's 21 consistent days of doing the same thing to be able to establish that habit, whether it be a positive habit or a negative habit, right? When you have ADHD, you can pretty much double that or triple that time frame. It's going to take a little bit longer to be able to fully establish that routine and that habit. So I guess what I'm trying to say here is, is that as a parent of someone with ADHD, you're going to have to find your own ways through your own mindset, your own action items, your own triggers or reactivity amplifiers, your own notifications to be able to help maintain that consistency for your student. Now, consistency um, can look like a lot of different things. It can mean that we consistently show up to work on homework at five o'clock every day. And that could be the first thing that you work on and you show up at five o'clock every day and remove all other expectations, except for the fact that we are going to sit at the kitchen table at five o'clock and we are going to work on schoolwork, or we're going to walk through a plan of what we're working on for schoolwork. By doing that, you start to build up that habit and you know that five o'clock is when we do this, right? Now, clearly there are things that happen, right? Like um, that are unexpected or maybe schedules change, things like that. But by developing that habit, we can shift it to a different time if we need to. But try to find a time that is as consistent as possible for certain activities. Um, we have what we call a North Star routine, and that is our bedtime routine. We have done this with Emily and our other girls um, since they were really little. And there were a couple of things that kind of prompted us to do it this way. Um, the main one was is that my husband had to get up really early to go to work. And because he had to get up really early, it made it to where we were super consistent in getting our kids to bed when they were younger so that we could have a little bit of quiet time. And then he could go to bed super early, like at nine o'clock. So he could get up at super early, like three o'clock in the morning and go to work. Because of that, it forced us to be super consistent with bedtimes. But it actually worked out really well for us because Emily definitely needs her sleep and she performs a lot better with that consistent routine. So that's an example of a routine that we have used since she was a little, little child. Um, another thing is, is that you will start to see rewards from that consistency. And it's important to acknowledge them and to take note of them and celebrate them. So one way that you can start to celebrate wins is to say, this week we showed up for homework at five o'clock, three days this week, 
right? So we want to focus on the positive. We don't want to say, you know, I didn't do it every week. I failed. That is not the way that we want to set it up. We want to acknowledge how many times we showed up. We want to acknowledge that we did what we were asking ourselves to do. And if we find that we're not able to do it at all, then it's probably not at the right time. So talking back to that action or that reactivity or catching their homework assignment right at the end of class, we probably just haven't found the right time. So that leads right into the last step of this, and that's to reevaluate our triggers, which are, you know, where we respond to something, reevaluate where we're trying to be consistent, find out what's working for us and what's not working for us. And then we start back over again, looking at our mindset, say, okay, cool. Over the last three weeks or last week, whatever, we noticed that five o'clock was not a good time for us, but we showed up consistently at 5.30. Cool. So now what we want to do is we want to say, we are going to adjust what our goal is. Our goal is to be, we're going to sit at the kitchen table at 5.30 every day. We noticed that that was when we were most successful. Okay. I know that there's like tons of people out there that talk about like getting up early, being a part of the early morning club, um, that those who are most successful, you know, like do all these things in the morning and have this fabulous morning routine. I have tried and tried and tried for myself to be able to do that. And I am just flat out not a morning person. So I've looked at that and said, rather than continuing to beat myself up because I don't want to get up at 5 a.m. and I don't want to do those things. And because of that, when I tell myself that I'm going to do them and then I don't, then all of that negative self-talk starts happening of you did it again. You didn't follow through with what you said you were going to do. Now your day is ruined and all of those things. Instead, we say, okay, 5 a.m. didn't work for me. What time does work for me? And when will I be successful at working out or getting up and reading or whatever it might be? So as we look through that, we start all over again and we say, I know that I can be successful at 530. So we're going to start again with that. And as you can see, the shorter the time frame that you reevaluate, the more quickly you can recognize a win. And then you can start building them. So as a parent, I would recommend that you take note of those so that you can share them and remind your kids of them as you're three weeks in. And maybe they're not quite feeling that it's really working yet. I think that um, last year for us, I think this is me from my perspective. I felt like Emily kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like I've never been successful at this because her experience had been that she would get everything turned in or the teachers wouldn't show anything missing. We would give praise. And then the next week it would be like, boom, 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 boom. All of these assignments are missing, or you only completed half of it or something like that. And so then we would start the cycle over all over again of, Emily, what are you doing? What can we do to get this turned in? And sometimes we handled it better and other times we we did not handle it great. And so I think she honestly kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. So it's going to take a minute for your child to really start to uh, recognize that they are winning. And that's why reminding them of each of these different steps that they have been successful will be really important because all of their history and at least all of their 
their self-talk from the past is telling them that they can't do it, that maybe that they're stupid, maybe that um, why does everybody else seem to make this look so easy and I can't seem to do it. One final note is that everybody has to find ways that work for them. Some people work really well off of a calendar. Some people, you know, that's on their phone, maybe. Some people work really well with a calendar that's written out where they write it all down. Some people work really well with um, being reactive, which is like our ADHD kits. And so finding whatever it is that works, everybody has to work through those pieces. So it's just going to look a little bit different for even for each kit that has ADHD, right? So. That is the framework of what we worked through last year and how we've been super successful with it. Now, having said that, we showed up to this school year and I was so excited because Emily said, okay, I can do this. And she was excited and energetic about it. And then the second day came and she was not in a mindset of, okay, I can do this. She was very much in the state of like, almost like despair and overwhelm and anxiety around it. And we just had a really rough start on that next day, but it's totally okay. That's normal. We all have bad days. We all have days where it's a little bit harder for us to show up and do things that maybe feel hard for us. So just remember that as you keep working through it, that it is a, a daily work in progress. But as you get further into this, you will start to see that it gets a lot easier. Um, so I wish you all of the luck. I'm cheering you on. I'm cheering your students on. And I know that you both can make this happen and recognizing wins and starting to feel that success momentum building up. Winning with ADHD is brought to you by Disrupt ADHD. Head on to disruptadhd.com slash learn more.